This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Royal Princess to finish your anyone line would like to say good morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Tuesday to you. Good morning. Same to you. Wonderful. Good morning, it's pretty Patrice. Good morning, pretty Patrice. Good morning, Yvonne. Have a blessed day, everyone. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is World Princess to finish you, and I'm your host, your greeter. Anyone else on the call like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Laura Princess. Anyone on the call back to say good morning? 
Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Breakthrough. This is Word Prayer Sister Finisher. Who's on the call? Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Sister Tracy. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Clan Breakthrough. This is where Princess is finishing, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else on the call would like to say good morning? Who is that? Uh, good morning, Victory family. It's Pam. I love y'all, and have a blessed day. Good morning, Pam. Have a blessed day also. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, it's JC. Hi, everyone. Good morning, JC. I have a quick prayer request, sweetie, if you don't mind. Okay, go ahead. Okay, it's for my daughter-in-law, Nicole. She just needs lifting up today. She's kind of going through something. Her name out in prayer. Thank you. Okay. I got it. Thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Breakthrough. This is World Princess Ascension, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Love to hear your sound. Who else is on the call? Rise and shine. Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Who was that? Before I get started, anyone like to say good morning? Okay, I'm going to get get started this morning. Okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that 
we can proceed. Hello, my name is Torina, a.k.a. Royal Princess the Finisher, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to stay with us for the rest of the month for the monthly theme entitled The Faith Factor. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight right here on this call from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific Time. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. I have one prayer request from the app, and it's from Sister Carolyn. Please pray for my pop, Charles. He's about to start second round of chemo. Please pray. The second one is from JC. Please pray for her daughter-in-law, Nicole. Lift her up in prayer. Call out her name. The order of the call is as follows. Declaration will be by Moses. Praying and corporate praise. Pretty Patrice. Then we go right into a closing comment hosted by Declare Moses. I repeat. Declaration by Moses. Praying and corporate praise. Pretty Patrice. Then we go right into closing comment hosted by Declare Moses. The scripture for today is Psalm 119.30. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until you're instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call over to Declare Moses. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everyone. morning everybody thank you very much for that uh, thank you for for welcoming us in and I, I appreciate you very much and your 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 energy and and just opening us up so warmly i really appreciate that today we are going to it's not going to be second half of uh, i spoke last week I, it was a little bit faith-based but today's going to be more faith uh focused on on our, our month theme of the faith factor today but we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about why we go through seasons of needing to have faith. What what is the purpose of this? What do we find in this? And 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 what's God refining our character? And we're going to specifically be reading out of Exodus for this today. So I'm going I'm going old school today. I, I have I usually usually have my my laptop with me, but I don't. I just have a an old school actual real Bible with paper and there's leather and leather bound and it's an actual it's a book they exist still so it's not all laptop and 
and and iPads and iPhones anymore. But I, I do have my phone to look up some stuff. But we're going to be reading from an actual real live Bible today. But if you do, if you want to jump ahead, you can go over to Exodus and it's going to be chapter 17 that we are going to be reading from today. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to open up a prayer. And I just wanted to kind of transition into why I mentioned last week to this week. Last week, I opened up about kind of some stuff that, you know, I'd been personally going through in my personal life with my family and just moments of really holding on to what God not even has promised, but really what I know that God does in a tough stretching season. So I'm going to kind of further a little bit elaborate on what I was talking about last week and, and kind of go more so into the place of, you know, not necessarily being stuck, but what what's our mindset when we're in a season where we really have to have faith. But I'm going to get into that a little bit more as we intro into that. But I'm going to go ahead and start us off with prayer real quick. So, Father, I thank you that we have the opportunity to recycle what we're going through into these opportunities for just honor and glory to your name. To give you the absolute worship that you are due. Lord, it is such an honor. It is such a privilege to be able to come together in community and to talk about what exactly you're doing in our life. So with that, Father, I ask that you just guard our hearts, you guard our mind, you you help us today to, to extract what you have, not only in this message today, but as it pertains to our own lives, but how we can extract that from our own lives as well. So I thank you, Father, be honored. We welcome you here, Father God, our words and our hearts and our minds and our receptivity, and, and I just thank you for dwelling with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, I mentioned that we are going to be reading from from Exodus today, and, and we're really actually reading. I'm, I'm really sitting here with an actual Bible in front of me. I don't have my laptop on me, so I'm going to go ahead and get into that uh, right now. And uh, we're going to be reading actually entire, all of, uh, about actually half of 17. And chapter 17, verse 1, we start out where the Israelites, this is when they're they're in the wilderness, and this, this section of their their time out in the wilderness is, is the water from the rock section, and you, and you might know this. And so the whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. And they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses, and, and they said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there. And they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. And the Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? So if you remember last week, I was talking about stuck. If, if you're on last week, I talked about how I really appreciated, I have this, I have this really weird affinity for ancient Israelite complaints and just like their verbiage and, and just how dramatic some of the complaints were. Although I, you know, I can't, 
say that if I was on the same position that I wouldn't be probably asking the same things. But, you know, when I mentioned last week how, you know, when I was talking about how much I love the complaints, I really enjoyed how they they were saying, you know, was there not was there not enough room for us to die in Egypt that you had to bring us out here to die? And then now you're here in, in chapter, I think it was chapter nine or chapter three, I'm sorry. Uh, they said, why'd you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children livestock die of thirst? There's constant situations in the process where the Israelite community looks at Moses and says, okay, well, we got past this situation and now what are we going to do about this? You know, we now we want meat and okay, brought that and okay, but now what? And we're hungry. Okay, brought you know, God brought food, but, you know, this and that. And it's just like one thing after another. And you really see the condition of their heart being exposed by this, by where they're at and by the season that they're in on their way to a promised land, but on their way to freedom. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. Sort of the what is extracted out of us, what's exposed in seasons where we have to want in seasons where we need, in seasons where we're not, you might not be able to get everything on your own. You might not be able to pay every bill every month. You might not be able to get what you want from every relationship. You, know, you might you might not be in that place in your marriage. You might not be in that place in your career. What is that kind of season where we're in kind of a wilderness season when it's extracting that? We all know we have to go through that process, but what we're going to be talking about today and kind of exploring is why does that have to happen? What what exactly is that accomplishing in the grand scheme of who we're meant to be, the kind of people that God desires desires for us to become? So we're going to be kind of talking about that. There's no, I'm doing a lot of like different stuff today than I normally do. I'm actually not even going to have any points today. There's there's no there's no points uh, kind of structured today, but it's going to be an overall kind of theme of, of why we're we're doing that. We're going to just keep referencing. Exodus 17, and that was, if you are calling it late, uh, that was Exodus 17, 1 through 7. Yeah, uh, verses 1 through 7 that we, that we just read from. We're going to keep referencing that back again. So when I was, when I was really received, I was really, there was like a moment of time where I realized I'd be speaking again today, and it was a little window, and and I, I originally wasn't going to, and I think we were looking for a replacement for today. And then, and then I realized that I wasn't going to be able to give the message today. There was this like window where I was very receptive to, okay, Lord, you know, what do you want to talk about on Tuesday? And, and, you know, the, the theme this month is faith. And there's been so much great messages already because we're already almost done with the whole month. But, you know, I'm like, what could I possibly share from my perspective? What I've, what I've gone through, what I've been going through and, and, and how it relates to this theme, and I started to, I started to to see this analogy start to form in my head. And I want you, I want you in your mind to start to picture a response. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and and you don't you don't have to come off me, you don't have to respond, but just in your mind as you're hearing this, start to think. I'm going to describe an animal. And as I describe feature this ne- features of this animal, I want you to think about whether or not you know what this animal is. And I'm, I'm going to start out vague, and I'm going to get more specific and just see at which point you can start to realize which animal 
I'm talking about. So if I asked you to name this animal and I gave, and I gave you the following, the following uh, you know, kind of bits of information, see if you can identify this guy. This animal has four legs. Based off that information, can you guess which animal I'm saying here? Probably not, right? So I'm going to keep going even further. This, this animal has four legs and a tail. You might be thinking, of, you might have narrowed it down a little bit more, but you still don't know which animal I'm thinking of. If I told you that this animal has four legs and a tail, and it's pretty big, that kind of cuts out some other, some options you might have been thinking, right? But it still doesn't tell you what, which, which animal I'm thinking of. So if I were to tell you, this animal has four legs, a tail, and it's pretty big, and it has tough skin. That kind of narrows it down a little bit more. So I'm taking out. So okay, so it might not might not be a giraffe. Could be a hippo, it could be a rhino. What's going on here? So if I were to continue to give you information and information like this, you're gonna to start to narrow it down. So if I were to finally tell you the animal that I'm thinking has four legs, a tail, it's pretty big, has tough skin, and it has a trunk. Now I'm pretty sure everybody can realize that from the beginning I was talking about an elephant. And the more information I revealed about this animal, the more you understood, well, okay, that's who this is. That's what this is. And I started to realize in my own life that every situation, every circumstance, every scenario would reveal to me more of God's character. The more I knew of God's character, the more of an image I was able to draw of him. Because when I first started to, when I first started to surrender my life when I was younger, I, th this is coming out of me really trying to do life on my own in my early 20s. And then me just saying, okay, this is one certain way and I've had this encounter with God. I, I've had a true, I cannot argue it, I can't debate it, encounter with God. Where do I go from here in life? And my life became this series of events and seasons and times where I would be revealed more of the character of God. And and you might be saying, well, you know, there's communities and there's church and we have a Bible, we have a life manual that we can read and all these things that we refer to reveal to us the character and nature of God. And that's true, they do, because everything that we do see of God can be found in those. The love, the information, everything scripturally, it's all to confirm everything that we're experiencing in our day-to-day -day life. It's everything that we're experiencing in our everyday life. So when I would be in a season of, uh, like a dry season financially, for example, I would need to truly, truly rely on God for everything. I would need to make out a list of what I need and just rely on, on him to hit what I need. And this was me understanding the hand of God. This is me understanding that God gives that God takes care of, that he's my father, he's my provider financially, because I did not know that before. If I had gone through, you know, I had gone through seasons financial of financial trouble without the Lord, and I would call like a family member that I knew had a lot of money, and I would ask them if I could borrow money, and then, and then I would pay them back over a course of a year or two years, pay them back everything that you know, that I borrowed in that, that tough season. And that was because I didn't know that God did things like that. 
I didn't even know God. I wasn't even in a relationship with the Lord. So every single thing that I that I would go through would reveal more and more of God's character. It wasn't necessarily so much that, oh, God, why are you allowing this? Why is this happening to me? Why I'm trying to get breakthrough in this specific area because of this thing. I needed to go through it because I needed to understand who the character and nature of God was in that situation, giving me a greater, greater definition of overall who he could be and who he was in my life and therefore in the life of others. So I'm coming to this place where as I get older, they happen in different ways and they happen in, in different you know, for me, it, it is a situation like with the Israelites where I started to learn that in a lot of ways, I was also very reliant on miracle to miracle. I was very reliant on, on Lord, I need this. Lord, I need a job. Lord, I need this event A. I need event B to have it. It starts with the need. And from that need, that's where we have this opportunity to cry out for God. So we have, you know, like the Israelites have this need for water, the Israelites have this need for food, they have this need for protection. They have all these, they have this need for guidance. There's so many needs that arise in the process of post-Egypt to prior to promised land and, and that there's entire chapters and pages and everything dedicated to that. And we see that out of these needs also arises a need for a show of God. And the difference between Moses, and we talked about this a little bit last week, the difference between Moses and the Israelites is that the Israelites had not yet been in a desert season. Moses had already been in a desert season. And it's because he had been led away in a desert season that he was already prepared to go through a desert season again. He had been led out originally to meet his wife and his wife's father, and then he goes back to Egypt and he he gets the Israelite community and there's a liberation and, and then they're there, they're in the thick of it. And he's there with this entire community and this entire people. group. And so what happens is because he was already equipped for this, Moses's challenges were not the Israelites challenges. They're, they're separate there, especially in his leadership. And this is a great way to approach leadership and, and the way we disciple others too, is understanding that, what we've gone through is, is absolutely creating a trail for those who come after us because we've already been able to rely, rely on God in these seasons. That's a huge reason why we go through what we go through. But they, as the Israelite community, like I said last week, they were dependent on all of these continuous acts of God. And, and that's amazing. That those are great things that reveal part of God's nature, but it's to bring us in a place of maturity where we know the character of God so we understand how to wait on God. We understand how to make it more about our relationship with God than we do about these miracles and about these breakthroughs. Because I do believe I do believe that. But I do believe that the entire point of a miracle is to bring us into relationship. I don't believe that that there's just healing for us and that there's just a miracle and just a sign and a wonder and then we just continuously depend on those to come as needs arise, but it's just so that we can walk into a place of maturity and relationship with God so that when a situation of need comes up, it's not necessarily that we're just waiting on God to provide a job, that we're just waiting on God to provide the groceries, we're waiting on God to do these things, but that we're knowing that because we know who God is, 
We know those things are going to come, so we work on everything else in the meantime. We work on our patience. We work on being joy, joyful. We work on being still in a moment of, of stress and chaos. And so what happens is we develop godly character through the situations that require godly understanding. They, they require knowledge and understanding of who God is. So when we're going through these seasons, we find that our, us ourselves, our character is the entire point of it. It's not, oh, why was I not healed, Lord, of, of being sick during that time? Why, why, Lord, is this person still battling with addiction? Why is this person, you know, we're waiting for these breakthroughs. And, and to be truthful, I remember being in, I remember being in a, a Bible class one time. And there was a, a teacher teaching, and, and I think that's not semester, but that, that portion of the class was specifically about healing. It was a great class, a great teacher, a person I respect a lot. I definitely respect this person so much. And there was, I, I feel a missed opportunity. We, there was somebody in the class who asked something that I feel like everybody in the class was kind of curious about. And... And this was probably a couple of days into the class and and she, you know, we're learning about all these different healing. This person's talking about their testimony, healing people and going to pray for someone who's sick, praying for someone who is, you know, different different states that people were in and requiring prayer for healing. And, and I, I knew that this man was, was well known for that. And so maybe two weeks into the class, very early on, uh, a woman that was sitting in the front raised her hand and she asked, well, what, what happens when, you know, she talked about a personal testimony. She said, well, what happens when we pray for somebody and they don't get healed? And the class is completely silent. And I, I don't actually even know that he was probably even expecting this, this question. And she and he he didn't respond, and she kind of elaborated further. And she said, "Well, you know, one time, our entire church prayed for for her family member that had cancer, and they had the whole church praying, and there was fasting, and there was all these different things. And she said, we still lost a family member,' and she started crying. And in that." time the, the the instructor didn't address the question you know he i don't believe he knew how to address that because i don't believe that any of us really know how to address that but what what i saw in that is that everybody had that question in the class because he started to talk about something and he started to talk about other things and started talking about matters of faith and what we believe and 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 really avoiding answering that and somebody else raised their hand in the back and, and said, well, but, you know, are you able to answer her question? This is a completely different person sitting, I was sitting in the back row, and this person's also sitting in the back. And it's not, it's not to say, you know, he, he didn't answer it. And, and like I said, I don't believe that we have, uh, any of us are really truly equipped to really understand the mind of God and why those things happen. But we can see that through our own life when we don't get these breakthroughs, it's not necessarily because it's a matter of us having that. We do know that, that it's possible because we do see that, you know, you just have to open your eyes. There are people that get healed. I've, I've seen it happen right in front of my own eyes. I, that I can't explain how, how did that actually happen? This person walked in with ailment A or ailment B 
and right before everyone's eyes, this person was just healed of it. This is a person who went and received medical, scientific, clinical, um, you know, response saying, well, you were this and, and whatever has happened uh, since that last, you know, diagnosis or whatever, you, you do not have that anymore. And, and it's very evident that this was a real active healing. It, it's out there and it's possible. But it's to say that in situations where we're waiting on breakthrough, what's what's really happening there? This is a really tough question because it breaks a lot of us down. This is something that has hurt me. This is something that I've even asked and and, and wanted to ask on one on one. And when I say that, it's not always a, just a matter of oh, well, God's doing something in character. There's a greater purpose in this because that's kind of a hard thing to tell a family that's waiting in a hospital for months with a loved one and and there's no answers from the medical side and there's no answers from the spiritual leadership side and that's not really a comforting thing to tell somebody but when we're able to live our life in a way that demonstrates to people that when we go through these things it's not a matter of us being dependent on god doing something as much as it is a matter of us worshiping as a response to who god is in all seasons because we have to take the good as we take the bad because we we know that we're not fair-weather Christians. We have to know that in everything, yes, there is improvement. In everything, yes, there is breakthrough. Yes, everything, there is growth. But we don't live waiting on acts of God because we know that we can have them. We live developing character from God. We live developing who we are as a response to the darkness and the, and, and, and the instances of hurt and pain and abuse in this world. We live despite those to show others the great love of God. It's not so much a matter that God's love and, and what we know about God has come to this fork in the road where it's like, oh, you know, we're not going to be able to pass this road. We're not going to be able to get through this. We need this. We need that. It's a matter that we walk through these things because of the strength of what's huh? inside of us and who we are. And um, also, can we uh, have just everybody check their, their line uh, to make sure that, that they're on mute? Oh, we're getting some background noise there. Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. And so that's where I started to learn this season as I was, you know, I was kind of sharing and opening up last last week about where I'm at that. And and today is, is I really just wanted to share that from from my heart. You know, I really wanted to be very transparent, very real about what what well, where do we operate from when we're in a place where we're waiting on a loved one to receive breakthrough and we're sitting there, we're waiting, we're praying, and it can be very very exhausting it can be very exhausting waiting for healing it can be very there's medical situations i've had where i've waited years i've I've seen loved ones wait for years and breakthrough in a marriage i've seen loved ones wait for breakthrough of of a, a son or daughter or, or a niece or nephew and it gets really hard to pray it gets very difficult continue to believe, oh, well, you know what, you know, God's doing something there. And, and you know, you, you can kind of see that happen with people. We, we almost get bitter sometimes. We almost get resentful towards God because we look at other people who are seeing breakthrough. We look at other people who are getting jobs. And, and that, that, like, that's a hard one, you know, even, even jobs. And I would say like jobs and marriage and, and success, and, and especially if you're a person who's driven by accomplishment and success and image and things like that, which we all are to a certain extent. It's hard to watch others have breakthrough and it's hard to praise God and to be so positive and to show up 
when you're waiting for the same things and you're not getting it. And you start to wonder what, you know, what's going on? Did I, did I do something somewhere along the road? Is there, and, and, you know, there might be, there might be times in our life where, yeah, you know, we, it's, it's hard because we're, we're doing, maybe we're doing something in our life that's keeping us in a poverty mindset. We're doing things in our life that are, that are partnering continuously with, with a generational curse. And we're, we're believing things about our identity that might, might not be true. And, and, and that's rooted in a sin nature. And there's, there's things like that. But I'm, but you know, like I mentioned last week, there's also times where there's just nothing you're going to be able to do. You know, you're going to pray and you're going to worship and, and it's not going to happen. And these are real things to talk about. These are real things that we need to address. And they're often hard things because like that instructor, we don't have the answer for that. You know, what do you tell somebody who had, a, who lost a family member to cancer and the whole church was praying? The entire premise of our faith is built around the fact of prayer and, and supplicate through not even just prayer, but having faith and seeing the signs and what, what happens when you don't see these things, you know, and it's not so that we would develop a reliance on acts of God, but that we develop an understanding of the nature of God because the nature of God is ultimately the outcome. And it's hard to use that to justify sometimes to say, well, that's why this happens in the world. That's why this, and, and, and there's so many philosophical and ethical and well, you know, logically this would happen because of this. And there's people who study it for years and they need to have that answer. But ultimately at the end of the day, we have to come to the cold, harsh reality that we will pray for things and we won't see it. We will worship and, and it's not going to happen, but it's not because we're waiting on an event. It's because the resilience, the character that we build in it becomes a beacon of light for everybody out there in the world who doesn't have that breakthrough yet. You know, it, it's amazing to sing from the rooftops when God blesses you with a marriage. But what about that person that's 60 that's been praying for their wife for the last 40 years? You know, who do they hold on to? What promise, what, what promise is, is showing up in front of them? How does that person find the willpower to praise still? It's not always about the breakthrough. It's about the development. And it's about the character and nature of our heart and the trajectory of where it's going to based on who do we know God to be? Do you know God to be a liar? Or do you know God to be the one that's there with you, there for you through every season, through everything that you could possibly imagine? Because this is your lifeline for eternity. So going into that, do you understand and know the nature of God to take care of you? Do you understand and know God to bring you joy in a dark season? Because to be completely honest with, with everybody, you're going to have dark seasons. You're going to have tough times. You're going to have moments. But I can tell you truthfully that we don't truly understand the nature and character of God until we are in a season where we don't have breakthrough. We don't have an answer. We don't have what we want. And we are just sitting there holding on to nothing but the joy of the Lord. There are some folks that are even listening today that even right now are probably in some of the darkest seasons of their life the most oppression, the most breakthrough, you have no one to turn to because nobody in your life has even gone through what you've gone through the way you've gone through it. And sometimes when people ask you how you're doing, you just say fine because going into detail, it's just going to, all it's going to get is from them being like, dang, that's crazy. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that for you. I'm going to be praying for you. And uh, you know what? God's, God's there. He's got you. You hear that after the 50th time and it gets kind of hard for you to go back. It gets kind of hard for you to open up. 
But we don't go through these things for those responses. We go through those things because in that place, we kind of break a threshold. We, we surpass a threshold that reveals a level and intimacy and depth of who God is that only that kind of season, only that kind of pain, only that kind of hurt can reveal inside of us. It's a threshold that gets broken when we're in such a dark place, when we're in such a place of no breakthrough, when we're in a place of having nothing. It's only in that kind of place sometimes where you might not hear from God for months. You might not feel God's presence. You might not. You, you can just open up your Bible and you're just pouring in and reading and pouring and reading and just getting nothing. And you might not get it until you get so broken, so opened up by the severity of your situation that you finally get that drop from heaven. You finally get that water from the rock. You, you finally, it's from the thirst that you see that water can come from a rock. Because without that thirst, without that even being in the wilderness in the first place, there, I'm, I mean, there was no rocks shooting out water in Egypt. You know, and, and, I, and to my knowledge, we didn't hear about that again. I could be wrong, but we didn't see that in the promised land afterward of rocks shooting out, you know, water in that, in that context like that. Right? And it's only unlocked, it's only unlocked when we come to this place of needing to cry out to God, when we come to this place of vulnerability, when we come to this place, you know, I, I've been, I've been a dad now for a grand total of two months. And I learned something recently. I, you know, I kind of opened up a little bit. I'm going to close out with this, this story. I was in a, I mean, no matter where I went for months, I was just getting closed doors, locked, nothing. Heavily, heavily, not not even just for for you know ministry purposes or, or or ways that I serve in church and community, just dry. I mean, just absolutely, completely hard, completely hard to sit down and pray, completely hard to focus, completely hard to stay positive. I started becoming very, um, not necessarily cynical, but just it, it's just very hard sometimes to hold on when you feel no progress, no breakthrough. You're just looking around struggle. It's just constant closed doors and you just feel trapped. And we talked about stuff last week. And it was very, very, very hard for me. And I, and I was like, God, you know, God, I really, really need something here. You know, and, and we're just absolutely just being sustained by God completely. Just being completely entirely, not knowing what provision is going to come from and God just surprising every day. And, and it, and I started to see myself becoming an Israelite in the wilderness. And you see one provision one day and, and then, you know, another bill comes or something else comes and you're already stretched thin and, and another, you know, something happens with the family, something, somebody's calling with bad news, something happens, you get, you get a bad text message, you know, it's another thing. And you're just as anxious about that thing as you were with the last thing. And you continue to need these breakthroughs, right? And you continue to ask, well, God, where are you, God? What, what's happening? And he just did something yesterday. And then, and then he comes through again. And then Thursday comes around. And then you, you're asking again, well, God, do you, are you there? What, I mean, it's getting hard, Lord. And then that bitterness is, is coming out. And it's being exposed. And it's being revealed. And that weakness is being revealed. It's coming out. And, and I learned that because... The baby was crying and the baby started to 
you know, everybody has different parents. <laughs> Google, you can ask 20 parents, they're going to give you 20 different unique answers and 20 different links. And this happened with their baby. And, you know, I noticed that my daughter would get very, she, she didn't want anything to be, but to be in my arms walking. She wanted to be walking around the house in my arms. And it's like Thursday morning and it's like 10 o'clock. <laughs> my wife, you know, my wife's at work. I probably only slept a couple hours at night and you know, were trading off like that, experiencing that. And, and she just want a bottle, clean diaper. You know, what, what do you want? What's going on? You know, nothing is doing it. And she's crying. And I'm like, okay, well, what's going on here? She's crying. And I pick her up and we start walking around and she starts crying. And it, it's like, okay, well, you know, man, I need to, I really need to put her down because I need to get some work done and I, I need her to sleep for at least an hour or two so I can get some work done. And it's getting hard. I have work piling up and things around the house I need to do. And so I'm, you know, I'm talking to my mom and I'm talking to my wife and, you know, they both tell me the same thing separately. And they're like, you know what, you're going to have to just let her cry. You're going to have to just let her cry and and just let her soothe herself. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, are you guys crazy? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to just let my baby and my daughter, I'm not going to let my daughter just cry. And it was so difficult for me. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it because I need to, I need, I really need to do the dishes and I'm just going to let her cry it out. And And I did. And I just, I set her down, I tucked her in, I made, she made sure she was fed, made sure she was clean, she's still crying. And I walked away. I could still see her, I could, I could still hear her. And I washed the dishes and she's just screaming. She's just screaming, crying. And this was, I cannot tell you, I wanted to cry actually. I felt like a bad dad. I felt like a bad father. And it was so counterintuitive to me. And I wanted to pick her up and hold her and I wanted to walk around with her and sing to her like I normally do and I know she'll be out, you know, all these things. I knew I couldn't do it. I gotta listen to what they I gotta listen to what they said. And a couple minutes go by and she's still screaming as hard and I was tempted every second to to go pick her up. But I didn't want to develop that unhealthy dependency. I didn't want to develop it. So she after a couple minutes, she stopped crying. And she's just kinda of looking around and then she just started like she was just relaxed and I got some things done and I'm looking at her she's still relaxed and then you know I pick her up and maybe 10-15 minutes have gone by you know check diaper check make sure she's okay and she's all right and then I fed her again and and we just kind of chilled our day she was relaxed and I started to see like you know what I think sometimes that kind of happens with us right where we're in this place of we want God to just drop things down onto our lap we want everything to be solved. We want everything to be answered. But sometimes it's not necessarily so that God can always do those things, but it's so that we can develop a maturity and a reliant dependence and a reliant independence on God, where we're able to understand that yeah, we need to be you. You pray, but then the other fifty percent of prayer that no one tells you is that you then need to go out and work hard for the things that you believe and prayed for. You then need to go out and believe. You then need to go and hold on when you have nothing to hold on to. You then have to go and be a rock. You then have to go and show what God has done in your character and your nature. So 
So that's actually I'm way over time today. Didn't get to cover on hit on everything I wanted to, but um, I wanted to thank everybody for for sticking around listening. We're going to be in the love life victory portion later, and uh, I encourage you to stick around for that. It's always really really good stuff and and just a great uh, exchange of testimony and just and just wisdom and encouragement. So uh, thank you guys for that, and I now pass the call. Amen. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We welcome you this morning. We thank you for waking us up this morning, God. We thank you for the breath of life, oh God. We thank you for the activity of our limbs, oh God. We thank you for us being in our right mind with our mind stayed on you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. Thank you, oh God, that we trust in you. We stand on your holy word, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you forgive us for our sins, that that we are aware and that that we are even not, oh God. Strengthen us, oh God, in our inner man, oh God. We don't take it lightly, oh God, that it was not the alarm clock that woke us up this morning, God, but it was you that gave us life this morning. Somebody didn't wake up this morning, God. So we say thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, that you gave of your only begotten son so that we might be free, that we might be saved that we might be delivered, oh God. You could have left us in darkness, but you brought us out into your marvelous light. Thank you, God. Thank you that you knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Thank you, God. We're praying for Nicole on this morning, God. We ask, oh God, that you continue to cover her with your blood, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you heal, deliver, and set free as only you can, oh God. We know that by your stripes we are healed, oh God, so we walk in our healing on today, God, no matter what it looks like, feels like, or sound like. We are healed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've given us. Thank you that, yes, we are related to you. We know that you want our fellowship, though. So we thank you, God, that we study to show ourselves approved, oh, God. Strengthen us, God, where we're weak, God. Comfort us where we need comforting, God. We thank you, God. We surrender it all to you, Lord God. We pray for our children, oh God. We pray, oh God, that the adults are in place that are watching over them every day, that no hurt, no harm, or no danger is coming to them. On a daily basis, oh God, that they are putting in them what they need daily, God. And we thank you, God, for our children, for our grandchildren, God, for our nieces and nephews, God. We thank you 
Thank you for the villages, oh God, that pour into them, God. Thank you, God. We thank you, God, for those that are in government, God, that are making the decisions for our lives, oh God. We pray, oh God, that someone will give them a word, oh God, that they will know you when they make those decisions, oh God, that they will have you in mind when they make those decisions for us, God. We bless your name on this morning, God. We thank you for those that are in the military, God, that have sacrificed their lives, oh God, so that we can stand and walk in our freedom, oh God. Thank you for them, God. Thank you for their sacrifice, oh God. We thank you for every family represented on Declare Victory, oh God, and we ask your continued protection over our lives, oh God. Continue to use us for your glory, oh God. Continue to let your light shine through us, oh God, so others will know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We humble ourselves before you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for marriages on this morning. We thank you, oh God, that we've been bound in unity, oh God. Find us in love, God. Your love. God's love. God's peace and God's joy, oh God. We thank you in advance, oh God, for what you're going to do, what you've already done in our lives, oh God. We surrender it all to you, Lord God. We lay it all at your throne, oh God. Have your way in us and through us, oh God. We thank you for pastors and bishops, those that pray for us in the middle of the night. The three o'clock in the morning pastor that prays for us and watch over us has us on their heart and on their mind. We thank you for them, God. We ask, oh God, that you send forth laborers into their vineyard to build up the kingdom. We thank you for those that are working in the vineyard, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that the kingdom is being built. We thank you, oh God, for the souls that were won on Saturday. Hallelujah. The angels are rejoicing, oh God. We thank you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I pray, oh God, for my husband, Jeff, oh God. I pray, oh God, that the doctors will find out what is going on, oh God. But whether they know or not, we will trust you, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity to grow closer to you, God. We thank you for the opportunity to depend on you, God. We trust you. We know, oh God, that you already know the outcome. We just got to walk through it, oh God. And for that, we say thank you. 
We thank you for the growing season. We thank you for the wilderness. We thank you, oh God, for everything. Good, the bad, and the indifferent. Thank you, God. We thank you that we continue to grow in you. Thank you, God. Thank you for those that that ask for prayer on this morning, God. We thank you, God. We thank you for those that didn't ask, oh God, for those unknown prayer requests, oh God. We stand in the gap for those that are in need, God. We know who you are, God. We pray, oh God, that they will trust you enough, oh God, to call out to you, God, to truly know, God, who you are and who they are in you. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to continue to grow. We thank you for Moses on this morning, for that word, God. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we thank you, God. We thank you that you are our first fruit this morning, God. Have your way in our lives, oh God. Continue to use us for your glory. And as we take our phones off of mute, I ask that you give him the praise, the glory, and the honor that he so deserves. If we had 10,000 tongues, it would be enough to give your name the praise, the honor, the glory, oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me with another day, Lord. Your mighty Jesus, your will, God, your way, God. 
Father, I lift your name on high this morning, thanking you, Lord God, for going before us, making crooked paths straight, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, for fighting the battles, Lord God, and giving us peace during the times of storms in our lives. Bless your holy name this morning, Heavenly Father, for great is thy faithfulness morning by morning, new mercies we see. Cover us with your blood, hide us behind the cross. Thank you for planting us by the rivers of living water that we don't have to thirst over this world, Lord God. Help us to speak truth and love, Lord God, to become a mature body in Christ, Lord God. I thank you this morning for you are the Alpha and the Omega, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that you have already predestined us to walk this thing out, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for every trial and tribulation that is writing a testimony and a strong witness unto your deliverance, Lord God. Love you this morning, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, for life, health, and strength on this morning. Thank you for being able to call your name out freely, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, that we can say Jesus wherever we are. Lord God, thank you for having conversations with us. Lead us and guide us throughout this day, Father God. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, for great is thy faithfulness, Lord God. You know the trials and tribulations that are coming up against each one of us, Father God. Thank you that you know us by name, every hair that on our head, Lord God. You know us intimately, Lord God. Thank you that you're calling us into closer relationship and closer walk with you. Lord God, I thank you. For you have been faithful, Lord God. And you continue to show up, Lord God. Thank you for keeping a keen ear to listen out for you, Father God. Eyes looking towards the hills from which cometh our health and strength this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for being a head of protection, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the beating and the pressing that brings forth the good oils, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Anoint us, Lord God, afresh in the name of Jesus, that we may run this race and not faint, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for every meal that you took, every lash that you took, Lord God, that your blood still runs off of Calvary's mountain down to us, Lord God. Thank you. 
for a place at the foot of the throne this morning, Jesus. Thank you for the right to cry out. Abba, Father, Lord God. Hallelujah. Feed us, Lord God, until we want no more. Help us, Lord You're our protector, Lord. You're our provider, God. That the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, Lord God, but they're made mighty through God for pulling down the strongholds, casting down thoughts and imaginations that come to itself. Hide yes, in the knowledge of God. Thank you, Lord God, that when the gates of hell come up against us, you will lift up a standard, Lord God, that they will not prevail in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord God, thank you, Lord. Cover each one of the people on this call this morning, Lord God. Make them where they are, Lord God, as you have always done. Thank you that you go to the low places, Lord. If we're low in spirit, Lord God, low in body, Lord God. Yes, you meet us God. right there, yes, Lord God, and God. elevate yes, us to where you want God. us to be. Let us rest Thank in your hands, you, Lord, Lord God. Jesus. Just rest in you today, Lord God. Thank Hallelujah. You, Lord Thank Jesus. you, Jesus. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you, and we praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. As I pass the call back to Moses. Thank you, everybody. I wanted to just say thank you, everyone, for sticking around and just for, for joining us today on Declare Victory. And it's always such a powerful, powerful, powerful experience in Declare Victory. And, and I just want to thank everybody for making that happen and, and for having me share today. We we spoke from Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through 8. This was the water from the rock. And this is Moses striking the, the rock with the staff and showing water uh, or water coming from the rock and rather. And, you know, we, we talked about the imagery behind this and what, what's going on as it, as it is in our life. And, and you know, if you called in late, just a quick recap, we, we talked about how when we're in a season of need, it's to reveal God's character and God's nature. The more we have of God's character, God's nature, we we have a greater understanding of who he is. The greater our understanding, the more we confidently approach the, just the avenues of our life, the different different seasons of our life, different times of our life. Because, you know, I, I wanted to just kind of get into this real quick. You know, I've, I've personally, and you know, and I opened up about this last week, like I said, and during the message, but for anybody calling in late, just to recap, you know, last week I, I opened up that, you know, currently, you know, me and my family just, you know, it's been a tough season for us, you know, to to really just, uh, even for myself, you know, just seeing a lot of opposition in a lot of ways, a lot of discouragement. And I think more so than anything is really just the discouragement. You know, when you're really trying for something, really holding on, really holding on to breakthrough and and it just doesn't happen. You're not seeing, you know, just you you feel like you've put in the work, you feel like you've put in, you're just not seeing it, you're not seeing that return. Being defeated, feeling defeated is is a tough feeling to overcome. But to be completely honest with you, as tough as it's been, um, I and, and I, and I want to speak this to everybody who's either going through a tough time financially, who's going through, whether it's your marriage, whether whatever it is that you're going through, the, the reason why I want to, you know, really be transparent about this is because this time in my life that I'm going through, I've been, I've been through about, I want to say maybe three or four in the last, maybe, I don't know, 10 years, maybe three or four really tough times financially. We're really, really trying. Like, I mean, I don't mean like, it's just like, oh, looking for a job or something like that. But I mean, like, it's really, things just got really tough out of nowhere. 
um, almost unforeseen kind of, you know, if you're going through that kind of season right now, whether it's financially, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your personal relationships, or you're just kind of feeling a little defeated, maybe with your career, and maybe some things haven't panned out the way you have. I, want, I wanted to talk this week and last week about that because it's different this time. I can't, you know, I can't explain it. I'm tired, but I'm joyful. You know, I'm definitely, there's definitely been days where I feel defeated, but I definitely, definitely, it's not how it was when I was 22. It's not how it was when I was 21, when I was 23, you know, when I was younger, going through something. You know, I go through it now and I'm just like, okay, well, I just, I know God's character through the things I've gone through, through the struggles, through the battles. You know, I know his character to the point where, you know, that I, I know who he is. And, and, you know, I know that I'm going to get through this season. I know that I'm going to be okay. I know the family's going to be all right. And I know that it's only for a limited amount of time. And I'm, and, and so what I do is I worship, I worship on both sides now. You know, just as much as it's a tough time for me, it's absolutely not. It, it's not easy to be around, you know, community when you're going through a tough time. It's not easy to open up. It's not easy to find people who can relate to you, like I was talking about earlier it's hard even wanting to say what you're going through because you feel like, why? You know, like, have you ever not told people any, any news about a tough situation because things maybe might have got slightly better and you don't want them to associate your scenario or your season with just that, oh, I had a breakdown the other day or I had a tough day the other day when I called you for prayer or something or I needed that. But I don't want you to think it's always like that. It's like you don't even want to, like, bring people in sometimes because it's just, like, so discouraging you know and and it's exhausting really sometimes and it's okay it's okay to be in that season it's okay because it's developing our character it's developing our heart and the bible testifies to that so much and, and why a lot of these things do happen and we don't see that immediate breakthrough we don't see that immediate sign happen so we, we talked about that today when um i wanted to just encourage everybody in that season you know, and i really just want to share this um before i open up the call um, I really wanted to share this from my heart because I really truly feel a lot of times what I'm going through and why I'm led to speak through things when when I do speak um I do I would I should say this, when I am blessed with the opportunity to speak on Declare Victory, I know that it's usually because there's gotta be somebody else going through it too. And and if there's five people today, there's ten, if there's thirty people, if everybody that called in today is going through this, that's fantastic. But if there's one other person, I just want to let you know that if you're not seeing breakthrough in something and you're, you're hitting all the steps, you're hitting everything you need to be doing, it, it's, it's okay. Like, it's okay. I, I notice that when I'm thankful, I notice that when I focus on the good things God has done, when I just focus on what I know of God and I just let him take care of the things that are out of my control, that I just truly, and these are not easy things that I'm telling you that I'm just letting God, I mean, this is family stuff, this is family health, this is financial stuff, this is provision stuff. I'm talking, there's not an area in my life that there's not something right now that is challenging. And and I'm absolutely getting pulled on from every direction some days, most days really. But you know what I'm able to do? I'm able to understand and know that, you know what, God has got this. And I used to always hear people say that, oh, you know, God's in control and God's not. And I'm just like, okay, cool. That's great. That's awesome. And then it wasn't until I went through it in life, until I was in that seat, that I realized, wow, God really does have this. Yeah, it, it's greater than I, I could have ever, could have ever imagined. 
just God's loving kindness, God's faithfulness. You know, we, we there, these last couple of months, we've literally just sat down and just told God what we need. And we don't know how, but every month he makes it happen. And it's, and, it, and it's hard. But I'm absolutely putting my money where my mouth is. You know, I'm not speaking to you about something I don't know. I absolutely have to sit down and, t- and ask God for things that most people are, are working nine to fives for. That most people are going out and getting that. The door is just not opening. You know, and you're going to have seasons where your door is just not open yet. It's just not time. It's going to be terrifying. It's going to be terrifying to to trust God when you don't know how it's going to happen. But we have to go through it. You have to go through it. And it and it can be joyful as you go through it. This has been the toughest one of the toughest seasons of my life this last year. And it's also been one of the most joyful. It's been one of the hardest, but I've also gained the most wisdom. Yeah, you know, I can't say that I've ever experienced this much in a season of blessing. I mean, my wife and I had seasons where we were making more money in a month than than we were in several months at some other points in our life. And that was amazing. That was great. And God's hand was over us. And that was awesome. And then there's been times where we literally are praying, asking God for groceries, and randomly somebody will bring us groceries or gas. Or someone will help us and say, God, put it on their heart. You know, we, we've experienced both ends of that spectrum. I, I can't tell you <laughs> that it's easy, but it can be joyful. And the resilience you build up from that, no other season can compare to that. You know, I go through things now that would have destroyed me five years ago. And it's only because I understand the character and nature of God that I'm able to walk through it powerfully. I'm able to hold my head up high and encourage others in that season. So I want to encourage you with that. If you are going through that wherever you're at right now, in whatever arena it is, and to whatever capacity you're going through it, I want to confidently reassure you, you can't cure these situations. There's going to be no coverall, no answer. But the one answer is to confidently rely on God because you know who he is. And that is the singular, to me, the singular most important thing in this life is to understand the nature and character of God through our trials. I believe, I believe that's the utmost importance. And we only do, we only gain that knowledge and wisdom when you're going through a trial. <laughs> it's kind of a weird little way it works out. So if you have something to share, I definitely encourage you to stick around, share, listen to everybody. I would just ask that, um, when you're not speaking, just make sure, please, if everyone could just check down, look and make sure that your phone's not on mute. Uh, it's, it can get kind of crazy sometimes. So <laughs> just please, everybody, just that's all I ask. Just please look, look down and, and please make sure that your phone's on mute if you're not sharing actively and, and to just, um, you know, that we give everybody a, a chance. I just want to thank everybody for sticking around and, and listening in today. And, uh, yeah, so if you have something to share, please feel free to share. The, I'm going to go ahead and open the call. So thank you.
I'm going to go ahead and and share a little bit, and, and, and if we get anybody that wants to share something, and uh, just go ahead, feel free to cut me off and step uh, step away real quick and give someone time to share if if that's where if that's where it goes. But it's totally fine. So I, um, you know, I just kind of see these different. I, th I think what happens is I just see things through a different lens now, as you know, as I continue to experience it. So the entire heart of today's message comes from, you know, this place where I, I think what I saw, so for me specifically, this is kind of what happened. I, I'm, I'm happy to have time to share this too, actually. And like I said, if, if anybody gets something on their heart, uh, just feel free to, to cut me off. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of freestyling right now until, until we get somebody who wants to share something. For me, I, and poured into a number of different things like work-wise career-wise and and just not it not going to where i thought it would be and and just actually in the opposite direction to where i started to struggle financially career-wise and, and things began to be tight for for me and my wife and and then just you know you see it in family life too maybe family members that you know there's some family members on my end that i was holding on to praying for breakthrough in our life. And then I just saw situations getting worse. And then, you know, I just see these situations can kind of affect the way you approach ministry. So then, you know, you're kind of looking at ministry from a like, well, am I really going to get on Declare Victory and talk about, you know, having faith, talk about, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength, all these things. And I'm just like completely spent, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, I started to see myself have that mentality, you know, towards ministry and in church and, you know, it, it's a hard thing, especially where my wife and I are part of a church plant, and we're still in our, we're still within our first, um, we're still within our first six, seven months of the church launching. You know, so it's hard. You know, because you're you're going there, you're there for eight hours a day. You know, on a Sunday, and you know, we're not even, we're not even like on, you know, we don't even have as much responsibility as some others do, and it's still hard. You know, you have all these things around you happening like that, where finance, career, family, you know, church, ministry, all that, and it, and it gets boring. And that, those are just a couple of things, you know. That's not to talk about all the other stuff that, that's, that happens, too, in these seasons. And you really just start to feel it. You know, when you're going through something, it gets really, it gets really hard. It gets really difficult to, you know, where, how do you find the strength to continue to pray sometimes when you're going through a season where you're just not seeing anything? You know, you're just not seeing anything. So, um, yeah, that, you know, that, that gets difficult. That, that happens, that gets difficult. So, you know, what I started to see worked for me in that season was to just truly speak to those thoughts. When things would come up, when stuff would happen where I found myself in a place of like, Oh man, how's this gonna happen? How's that gonna happen? Or I don't feel this, I don't feel that. I would have to realign myself. You know, even even mentally, I would have to speak to myself and I'd have to like just have this inner dialogue in my head where I'm just like, Man, you know what? I don't I don't know if I can continue on. I don't know, you know, I don't know if I can I can I don't know if I can do it. I just immediately, you know, take every thought captive and I would just completely, completely just remind myself of my identity in Christ, you know, and that was something that really worked for me. It's continued to work for me to this day because it's not only a matter of knowing who God is, but it's a matter of knowing who you are in the midst of the station, in the midst of the situation because of who God created you to be. So that's one thing that worked for me. 
Um, does anybody have anything they'd like to share? Anything they'd like to add? Good morning, Pastor Moses. This is Tanisha. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, thank you so much for the declaration and also just being willing to continue to share. Um, I I needed um a lot of a lot of what you were saying this morning about praying, like. <laughs> that question that that student has, like, that's me. And I ask, <laughs> and then I've also been asked those, like, questions like that from, like, my my son, right? It's like, how do you answer a question like that when somebody, you know, especially when some, when, it, when it's hard, right, to say, I don't know why God didn't stop that, you know, this person from dying or, this person from getting killed and and then I'm also just like I don't really when my brother was murdered people were like oh you know God is in God's plan God's time stuff like that but when you when you hurt and you don't understand you don't want to hear that <laughs> like yeah and and like, it's like how could it possibly be in God's plan right for yeah. a young person to lose their life. Like, what sense does that make? And it doesn't make sense. And I guess it's not supposed to, but I just, so I just appreciate that, that like, story you told because, you know, it, it can be discouraging to have people, you know, to just be, really praying hard for something and then it not happened. And, but then the thing that I also was thinking about as I'm taking this long drive, <laughs> as I do every morning, mm-hmm. was just that, you know, when people in prison pray for freedom, because I was that person, like I was freed physically, but the most important freedom that I got was spiritual freedom. And like, I was free from a lot of things that I was carrying because I had time. I didn't have anything but time and I chose to spend it with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even though I was praying to be physically free, what God did was free me inside. You know, and I, I mean, I'm physically free now, but I just thought about that is that maybe when we pray for stuff or can I, I'm going to just speak for myself. Maybe when I'm praying for something, it does happen. It just doesn't happen the way that I see it happening. Wow. And maybe when I pray for somebody to be healed, um, Maybe they don't, right? Maybe, maybe maybe they pass away, but maybe they are healed in that passing. And maybe the mm-hmm. healing is really for me. I don't know. It's just wow. like all of these things that I that I was thinking about as you were speaking 
about how maybe it does happen. It just yeah. doesn't happen the way we are, you know, the way I am with my, you know, my my mind is only, as, you know, reaches as far as my physical experience, but maybe it does happen. And it just, yeah, so I just wanted to um, say that because I know that, you know, it's a lot happening for me right now. And it's a lot that I that I pray for, and it's like, God, why is this not <laughs> turning out the way that I want it to turn out? And maybe that's the problem is that I'm ask, I want it to happen the way I want it to happen. And the only way that I'm going to grow from it or be blessed by it is if I let it, if it happens the way God intended, and then I get blessed as a result. Maybe that's what it is. So. I just I thank you for expanding my view um <laughs> yeah. even just in some of the things that I'm going through right now um and yeah I just feel so blessed so thank you so much Yeah that thank you uh thank you for that that perspective too because you know I I love that I really I love that mind frame I love that just that openness to you know like wow well, you know what cuz when it comes down to it no matter what we experience or have, you know, somebody experience in our life, it, it does affect us. Like, truthfully, we, we got to be honest here that it, it is going to shape us in some way, any relationship thing, any, any character stuff, and maybe just like hurt or pain or things like it's going to shape us in some way. So thank you for that openness to that, that perspective, because I, I actually really love that. And, and, and I actually, you know, like, to be honest with you, I agree with that. And, this is what I, I want to say in response to that, though, is I remember when I was younger, I was in a very, this, this was years and years before my wife, I was in a very bad relationship. It was a very, very toxic relationship. And you know what? We might all know somebody that's there or maybe us ourselves were there at one point, you know, I don't know. But um, I'll describe it a little, little bit really briefly. It was like jealous, controlling, toxic on both sides. Like just no trust, no both coming from broken homes, both not having any, you know, idea of what it's like to just really have trust and confidence and security in a relationship. And then, and and I built my life around that relationship. And so this, you know, this, this woman and I were together for a while, you know, and um, I really developed my personality, my identity around it. And so when it, the relationship finally came to an end, I just could not get over it. I could not get over it. I couldn't let it go. I couldn't put it in the past. And it just like completely hurt. It just totally hurt. And it was like a mutual parting and I just didn't understand it because like we, as bad as it was, we're making plans to, to have a future together, you know, talking about, and talking about marriage and, and, you know, I wasn't going to church. I wasn't, I didn't, I hadn't yet, you know, submitted my life to the Lord and really just like, but you know what, like at that time, that was the most cohesive thing going on in my life, right? Because I was comfortable with dysfunction and, and I was one of those people who, if there was dysfunction in the relationship, I, that way at least was familiar for me. Like that, that was, that's okay. Dysfunction's okay because 
I know dysfunction. I know people stay married sometimes based on a dysfunction because we love comfort. Whether it's good or bad comfort, comfort we love comfort, you know. And that's that's who I was. That's where I was at at that time. And so I would years after still like, you know, look at social media, look at her social media pages and keep tab, you know, on this stuff. I wouldn't reach out ever, but I would just still like look, you know. I couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it just I couldn't let that chapter close, right? And it just hurt. It just really hurt. And I would just ask God, like, God, I want to be free of this person. I don't want to think about this person anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to be hung up on her anymore. I don't. I want to move on. I want to move forward. And it just hurt so bad. And I didn't understand why I still had to feel that way. And this was just so foreign to me because I was just not this kind of person. I'm not this kind of person. I never was. I'm just independent. Like I was just like the kind of person I would like, I would break up with somebody before they broke up with me. I'm not going to get hurt. You're not going to ever hurt me. Like that kind of person. And then like this person that like just for some reason, just it was not even a good relationship and I still couldn't let it go. And I just would question it all the time. God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? And then I remember the very first time that it, started to go to church and all these things and I met a younger guy at a at a like young adult ministry thing and he kind of just told me yeah you know I, I met him and we're just like they had a bonfire and he's kind of opening up and he yeah. says uh he said oh yeah hello oh yeah sorry might have background noise there but yeah he says you know I'm, I'm he's like I'm not okay man he's like I'm not doing good it's like I was engaged in this relationship and I can't get over this And he just literally listed one by one everything I had gone through. And I was able to help him with some things that had worked for me. And I couldn't explain that heartache or that pain or that hurt and, and just how much it had just really, really messed with me mentally. And anybody who's ever had a serious relationship fail, you, you know and you understand like, our hearts are not like, you can't just shift it overnight sometimes. Well, some people can, but you know, um, when you really finally, I had a lifetime of, of holding my heart back from people. When I finally did give my heart to somebody, it was very hard for me to see it not work out. And that person just not be who I thought they were going to be. And that hurt me a lot. And it made me all, who was a person who was already closed off, continue to, uh, to go further into that. And so the fact that I was able to help somebody who was in a dark place was really hurting, that it made me actually kind of thankful for what I went through because I saw how much freedom that person got. And that's when I knew that I wanted to transform every situation that I'd been into or would go through into something that could bring a voice to people who, who truthfully, you can't avoid these things. Some things are not going to go away. You know, we, we might have crime until the last day. We might have sickness and pain until the last day, but... You know, it doesn't mean that God isn't with us in that way. And so that's why I agree with you. I, I think, you know, God answers our prayer might not be the way we think. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely 100% believe that sometimes God answers prayer for somebody by having us go through it so we can pick them up through it. You know, that's the way he answers prayer sometimes. It's through us. You know, and it just doesn't compute. We don't think that. You know, one of the things that hurts me the most is I see this all the time is I, I see Christians say this and I just absolutely, I don't agree with this at all. Is that, um, it's a, usually a sentiment of enough with the thoughts and prayers. Um, we need action. I see that. And, and I always hear that. 
And that's always very funny to me, but it's also not logical. That's, it's just not, even, not even, even if I wasn't a Christian, that's not logical to me. Even from a, even from a, a psychological standpoint, that doesn't make any sense. Here's why it doesn't make any sense. The phone that's in your hand that you're listening to this message in, the building that you're in, the car that you're in right now, the entire world around you right now, everything started out as thought. Everything was inside somebody's head at one point. Now, prayer is a charged action, a charged thought aimed at God's love to be seen in this world. The absolute remedy for the things that we're saying that in response to. If anything, that's the thing that we need more of. And it's only because we don't have any of it that we're even seeing these things in the first place. You know, so I see that sometimes the answer to these things is not what we think it is. And like I said, with, that's why I use the analogy with my daughter is because sometimes not the way we think that God's going to answer it is the way that he answers it. Sometimes we're looking around, we're asking, you know, where's, where's all the people that are going to prevent this from happening? Where's this? It's very easy for us to complain. It's very easy for us to say, oh, this isn't this way. And I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that way. But none of us are, we're expecting like this supernatural, like I said, a sign and wonder of God to show. But truthfully, we are the greatest miracle that has ever hit this earth. Because we're the ones who put a face on, we're the ones who put a face on Jesus now, just as Jesus put a face on God then. And that's how we do it. So to me, I think when we have a problem with something and we're saying, well, man, we need God to do this to change that. It's like, okay, then go change it. He who is in us is greater than he is in the world. God is already dwelling within us and giving us the power, the knowledge. We have every scriptural backwards, every promise we need to go and change these things. We are it. We are that. We're the prophetic word. We're, we're the miracle. We're the sign. Let's go do it. That's what I see it. So I agree with you. I absolutely 100% agree with that. So, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to add today? To, to the Moses, it's Miss D. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, okay, great. Um, I've been having phone issues this morning. Uh, thank God for the, the scripture that you referred to in Exodus 17 as I was listening on and off due to my phone complications. I'm having some, some, some things that are going on in my life, but what I read in that and hear from what Moses is saying in the Bible, not you, Moses, the other Moses, but <laughs> that um, I'm doing what God has told me to do, and I'm following him, but seeing things around me are still going to be disruptive and unsettling, and that I need to stay focused on him, crying out to him, even for the people, the circumstances, and situations around me. For me, that analogy of striking the rock is like, I need to strike it up with Jesus. I need to strike it up with Christ. Mm -hmm. He is my mm -hmm. living water, and he's going to sustain me through these things. And then that, that it also cleanses me from shame, guilt, mm -hmm. uh, all the other human things that come along that keep me trying to do it and look at it through my own eyes and not seeing Amen. it through his eyes. Um it's a lot going on. I'm not even going to go into it, but the Lord had told me I need to be under the covering, not only mm -hmm. the covering of a minister, but also the covering of these, my people here on this call. I need to be under the covering of the hand of Christ. I need to submit myself again to that covering because sometimes I can wane out there. You know, we get, I, I ain't going to talk about y'all. I get out there and I think I got it going on. You know, I'm walking around, I'm like Moses, I'm leading people. I got a staff and I'm out here doing the thing, you know. But then I'm not even in the will of God all the time because I'm slipping. 
So I have to stay under yeah. that covering, striking the rock that that the water of life, the living water of life can feel and refresh me that I can see. And then the other situations and circumstances will come better. Because as I am filled again afresh anew, then I can pour back into others. And then it's not even about the pouring, it's also being that strong witness just by living this life out through even the trials and the tribulations. So when I reached out and got past self and reached out to others, the ones that I was directed to call, see the help is the floodgates are open now and the living waters are flowing and they're covering my life and they're covering the situations and circumstances around me. Thank you for your words this morning. Thank you for that scripture. I like the book of Exodus, and uh, I'm going to be listening. I'm going to try to put this call back on mute because I'm jumping on the highway. Have a blessed day. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Likewise. Likewise. Truly, likewise. Thank you very much. That was very encouraging. And, you know, that just, that puts so much in my mind. I love that. I love, I love hearing that because it makes me think of so much about God being proactive in those scenarios that we think that it's actually it's actually not you know and it's up to us it's our duty to continue to pursue God even further because I've even learned in in some of these seasons that you know you're looking for a lifeline and whatever it is that's going on whatever whatever stuff and if you if you're not going through right now that's great I'm genuinely cannot tell you how true truthfully how happy I am I, I love hearing people having blessings even I love it I absolutely love it um Sometimes, though, it really is for us to continue to pursue God in it, in the good and the bad. I think it's a reminder for that because if you are truly in a season where just doors are opening, God is just providing, it's just awesome. You're just like, man, I'm on cloud nine right now. Like, this is great. Like, it's so easy to worship and praise. So easy to pick myself up and go to that place. Let that push you further into God. Let that push you further into, you could still strike the rock. Moses still struck the rock. You know, like, granted it, (laughs) the intention behind it in his context might have been a little bit different, you know, but like you're saying, Misty, is true. You push through to God. You you push through to Jesus in that that season. I think that's good for us to take away from for both of it and that's why i say that so yeah thank you thank you very much for uh for sharing that it's very 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 beautiful perspective and it's very empowering very empowering perspective thank you for that does anybody else have anything they'd like to add to today's discussion was that do it was that somebody was that background was that somebody violating our, our mute policy right now strike one I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. Um, was that somebody there, or was that was that a background there? I think it might be a background. There. It was a good way to get someone's everybody's attention to good reminder. To check, make sure you're on mute. Oh yeah, hello. Yeah. Hi, this is Sister Caroline. Or Caroline. I'm calling. Thank you so much for your share. So the scripture was, um, is it Exodus 17? Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's when um, Moses struck the rock. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to break that. And then uh, thank you for just being there and obedient. Just, uh, you know, going a little further, talking about parenting. I'm like, wow, yeah. And you grow on up. I'm like, wow. Hearing you grow on up in the word and then. 
fiance, marriage, baby, the whole thing. God bless you. <laughs> your mama and your family real proud. And uh, as you talk about your daughter, the baby time, I'm like, oh, I remember them days. I remember them days. <laughs> <laughs> but my daughter was just crying. And my husband was like, let her cry. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, at some point, I had to just go with it. So I thought they were like, oh, this is girl. And it's been early. Yeah. <laughs> and was like, she was so, so, and he was like, just let the girl cry. In the end, she had to learn. And then uh, yeah. I will never forget how, um, as I was raising my kids, they all in their 20s, amen. As I was raising amen. them, how, yes, how uh, I was the gentle one. Of course, I'm mama. And my husband was always popo. <laughs> I used to call popo to get them straight. <laughs> And they would get in line quick. So, anyway, today, you know, I'm just thankful for that, how we did it together with our kids and stuff. And just thank you because I saw how you had posted, I guess it was last week, about how things keep going on and all these doors closed and no, nothing is happening, nothing's coming through. And I saw that, but I didn't get a chance to hear you last week. Thank you. And so um, I didn't get a chance. And so, but today, thank you for like part two continuing, right? And, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It was, yeah, it was really a blessing because I was like, oh, that is so true. When you don't really know what's about to happen, <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. And I'm going yeah. through a lot also because you and um, the other young lady, that was good, her perspective. You don't even know how God is even moving, right? Even though you need it, you push and you ask you're knocking, knocking. And it's like, well, Lord, what's really going on here? But if I can, I got to trust him. I got to trust him. And I had thought mm-hmm. of the scripture last night. Remember, God is. When you were going down that, God is our provider. God is our everything. God, he is a provision. He is a sustainer. All that God is. Can you think about it? God is that. Mm-hmm. And we can continue to trust him. I was like, yeah, yeah, when I read that last night. And then to hear you this morning, I'm like, yeah. And then, again, when I don't see how God is working, but God is working. As that girl was saying, that young lady. God is even working. Even though I'm expecting it to be one way, but it's going to be God's way, the way he wants to do it. Oh, yes, yes. And I'm going through a situation with my my parents, my pops. Um, he's recovering from esophageal cancer. He has surgery, chemo, radiation. Now they're talking about more. Chemo is just, oh, my God, it's just so much. It is so, so much. But I'm thankful to be present. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It's only because of God allowed me to be off on my own stuff, on medical leave, that I can be present for them in this season. You know, what's the hard part? What's the good part? I am so blessed today by hearing y'all, hearing you, all y'all share. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. God bless you. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for that. We're definitely going to be uh, lifting your data and, and, and just, and, and, you know, partnering together and believing together. I, you know, what, what you said, I think is very, um, for me, it, it really encourages me on a personal level because it helps me to continue to put into perspective all of the things that are going on around that I, I just didn't realize. And you know what? My wife and I, my wife and I, we always, at the end of every night, we kind of just, you know, we're both doing so much of the day. I'm with the baby. She's at work. We're, you know, in the house. And now my wife's taking a class and she's going to be in a 10-week class, which is even more time, you know, like... You know, some some nights I see her and I'm like, man, I feel like I haven't seen her in days. You know, it's like, it's tough. You know, it's hard. And we always make 
time to reconnect though, to just, to, even if it's right before we go to bed, even if it's while we're like feeding the baby at two in the morning, we just kind of catch up and talk and reconnect and, and just what we see God doing. And, um, you know, we always make sure to tell each other, no, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I can't repeat it enough, you know, it's been hard for us, but you know, the one thing we do is we just sit down and we're just like, man, like God has done so much for us though. Like, we're just, like, we just kind of joke about it. We're just like, man, but, like, it's crazy right now. But, like, he has done so many amazing things. Like, our family is, like, you know, I can just praise God right now. Even hearing other other testimonies of what people, everybody, somewhere different. But, you know what, at, at the moment, you know, there, there's obviously some things going on with some family members. But, like, everybody is here right now. And I have to be thankful for that. I have to rest in that. You know, I have to, I have to be thankful for the fact that my parents are healthy, that, that my, my daughter, the biggest thing, my daughter is healthy right now. You know, my, my daughter is 10 fingers, 10 toes. She's laughing, little, just healthy baby, you know, and that alone is so much reason for me to give God worship. No matter how tough things around me are going right now, I just worship God for that every day. I thank him for that. Sometimes I'll just be sitting in my office and I'll just be like, the like house is quiet. I'm just like looking around and I'm like, God, thank you so much that I have a roof over my head. Like, thank you. I'll look in at my office. I have a lot of music equipment because I do music and I'm just looking at all this equipment and this is all equipment I would have killed for like years ago. You know, and I just, I, I've never been as thankful as I am this season. You know, when, when things are tough, when, when, when it is hard, like, I've never been this thankful before. I've never been, I've never been able to just sit and, like you said, be in the moment. I've never been able to just sit back like, this is, these have been the longest days. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe for other reasons, sometimes, but these have been the longest days. And I realized, why, why are the days so long? And I realized, oh, because I'm actually living in the moment. I'm being present. I'm spending time with my daughter where, like, I'm not thinking about things I need to do. I'm just, like, on a walk with her or, like, going to get the mail with her or just sitting there, like, reading her a book. I can have nothing else to do. And I have, like, I can I can work later if I need to. I can, um, you know, I can start cooking later. It's all right. But I'll just sit there and I'll just read with her and just stare at her and just be thankful, you know, and just enjoy the little nuances of life that, when I was like working full time and everything was crazy and my company was like, it was popping, you know what I mean? Like I was, I didn't have time for anything, anybody, you know? And I really do think a big reason why God pulled me back is so I could just really enjoy these first couple months with her. And I need to remember that. I need to remember that if I was, if I was working as much as I used to work before, I would miss so many things with her. You know what I mean? And, and he has blessed us with the fact that we don't need a babysitter. We don't need to hire somebody, bring somebody in to watch her that I get to be with her. And then on the days when my wife is home, my wife gets to be with her. You know, she's safe. She's provided for, you know, like I, I'm looking at all the little things right now, things that I would have overlooked if I was going too fast. You know, so as crazy as it is, I think I needed this, this season to, to fight me, <laughs> to kind of beat me down to like, to realize down here, like I have all these good things that I need to be thankful for. I, because even in this tough season, I have things that people are praying for. 
even right now, even in this moment, as I sit in my office right now at my desk. I got I got an iPhone. I got my I got my tea right here. I got my desk. I got all these instruments. Nice couches. This office. Some families in this world will never even live in a house as big as this office. And I'm complaining for what again? What was I complaining for? You know, it's like I God has a very funny way sometimes of putting things into perspective if we don't take the time to slow down and be thankful for them. And I'm actually really happy that He did that. I'm very happy. And that's that's what you're what you're saying, you know, makes me think of that to be in the moment. And it wasn't until I was hurting that I started to be in the moment. You know, so thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, does anybody else have anything they'd like to share today? We we got like maybe ten more minutes. So I mean, if you have anything, I would love to hear from you. Good morning, it's Nikisha. Good morning, family. Good morning, Moses. Um, great Good declaration. Good morning. Great declaration. Um, especially when you were talking about when you were in the class and the student asked about, you know, why her loved one passed away. So yesterday, you know how Facebook shows you memories and stuff. And my sister had posted something that marked seven years ago that our mother was improving but she wound up passing the day before my birthday and then I had to like think I was like wow you know it's been seven years I try not to think about it too much but then when days start coming it's like hey it's getting closer it's getting closer but then I'm like she was suffering and that would have been selfish of us to like still have her here but when you're going through it you're not thinking about it like that you just want your loved one to stay around a little longer yeah. you know but then it's like I I went to church it was my birthday it fell on a Sunday that year um and I was like and then people were looking at me crazy and I was like well you know what regardless of what's going on around me God is still God and I still have to worship him and I still have to um Plus, I was the oldest. I still have to be, you know, there for the other siblings and stuff like that. So I had to show that regardless of what's going on, we still have to praise God. We still have to um, celebrate her life. Um, and it's like, okay, so people ask me, how do I do it? Like, how how do you do it? I was like, I, I just have to just give it to God. I mean, there's days that it just gets really rough, especially because I have to, like, like, okay, well, this is the day that she passed, and then the next day is my birthday. But even in all of that, people are like, well, where do you get your strength from? I said, it's from God. That's the only way that I'm getting mm-hmm. through. It's mm-hmm. through God. Because um, there's no way, there's no way that I would have been able to get up the next day and go to church after my mom just passed the day before, you know? So yeah, it's like, yeah. even in that, you know, there's people that are watching you. So people were like, um, like, well, you really have a lot of strength. I said, this is God. This is not me. <laughs> this is not yeah. me. This is God. Absolutely. So, you you know, you realize that people are watching you and how are you going to deal with it and stuff like that. And it's like, it's, it's only through the grace of God that I am able to even still talk about it right now because it's been seven years and it's like oh wow my my birthday is approaching and 
for like a couple of years, I didn't look forward to my birthday. I was just like shut down. I'm like, well, no, wait a minute. You're still here. There's other people that are still living that still need you and you need other mm. people and stuff like that. So it's definitely a, a worship experience to show others that no matter what's going on, you still have to give God the glory. You still have to give him the praise. And it's wow. just, I, I really enjoyed um, hearing that because I, I was waiting for what the uh, professor was going to say. I was like, okay, well, you know, hey, hey, hey. But, you know, I had my own experience and then just, you know, it was mm -hmm. definitely a teaching moment. So I thank you and I just look forward to each day that um, we have opportunity to come together as a family on Declare Victory so that I could grow and just share with other loved ones and friends and stuff about the teaching that I get here because it's so important. I love you all to life. Yeah, wow. Wow, amen. Thank you so much. Honestly, you know, I was very curious to hear what he was going to say too that day in class. And I think it's it's not that easy, though. I think it's not that easy to where we can just put an answer over something like that. There's, there's a lot of things. I personally have studied and read so much and had come out, had so many notes and you have this and that, whatever. But it's like, in the moment, are you going to tell somebody that? Are you going to tell somebody, hey, well, you know, I studied it, this and, it, you know, really theologically, we're going to do like a exegesis on the Bible and we're going to do with this, what they said in that language. This is why it's like, no, I mean, you're not going to say that to somebody who's sitting in a hospital, might have lost a loved one or something. And, you know, I've been on that end too, where I lost somebody really close to me. And, you know, you look at that date on the calendar every year and then there, and you know what I would tell you is like, you know, I think we have to remind ourselves when we are in that place um, that it's okay, like to process, like it's okay to cry, like it's okay to hurt how we're going to hurt, you know, because I didn't for like years, I didn't let myself hurt. And then one day, um, I think I'm, I think I've talked about this before, like a year or something, like a while back, given a declaration one time. I didn't let myself process it and, and, and heal. I didn't let myself like cry or anything. And I was driving one day and I looked over and the driver next to me, man, it was the craziest thing. Totally reminded me of that loved one that I lost. Like probably, probably up until that person passed away, probably the closest person I was ever with in my life. And I think still today, I feel the, you know, I feel the loss today, to this day, and that was, it was 11 years ago, you know? And um, I look over when I'm driving, this was, this was maybe eight, seven or eight years ago that it happened, but this person just totally, totally, 100% is the craziest thing. This person totally reminded me of her. Just totally remind, I mean, just the way she drove, it, and I just, I had to pull over because I was crying. I was just, it just came out, and I hadn't cried since I had got the phone call, you know what I mean? And like, it was so hard, and I didn't, I didn't let myself cry like that. And like, I just remember being in Wendy's parking lot, <laughs> just crying, feeling God's love pouring over me. I didn't even know God's love, but now I know that it was God's love, and I was crying and I was laughing. And you just can't explain it sometimes. Like, it, you know, it's crazy because it's like, why would you be, you wouldn't think somebody would be laughing in a situation like that. 
but it was me ultimately realizing that her life coming to an end wasn't necessarily meant for me losing her, but it was like this weird, it was like this profound magnification of every beautiful thing that I loved about her life, you know, and about her as a person, you know? So it's like, I saw that it was infinitely more profound um, in context overall, because I was able to look back and hold on and cherish those memories. And it made them that much more powerful to me. And then I was able to let it go. And then, and like, I, I had that moment and that was great. And it's like, you know, sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel, we don't allow ourselves to like process and we don't understand. We sometimes like, we're just like super quick. Like that's why I said, sometimes we need seasons like this to step back. And, I, and I'm not saying that we, you know, we need the feelings that are always associated with those things, but like, I wouldn't be as thankful if I didn't have seasons like that and like this, because even, even recently my wife and I were driving and I was just telling my wife how much I miss, uh, how much I missed her, how much I miss her family. My wife was like, it's okay to cry. You can cry if you want. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to cry. I'm like, I'm, I'm always trying not, not to cry because I'm like a big crier. And like, I put on this song that reminded me of her. It was her favorite song. It was her absolute favorite song. And I put it on and like, I just, my wife and I just drove around with nowhere to go. And I just listening to that same song, like over and over. And I was just crying and laughing. And it just felt so good to like process it and let it go. And just like, not let it go, but to, to let that tension go to let that build up it's like we build up and we build up and then we got to release it and we build up and build up we gotta, it's like just let it go release it and just enjoy it you know and and then it now even makes me more thankful with with everybody i am now because it's like my mom will call me sometimes and i'm like busy or i'm like okay mom like yeah hey what's going on and then i'm like stop i was like you need there are some people that don't get this phone call and one day you're not going to see that name on that phone anymore you need to step back and you even if she's even if she's telling you, like, my mom will give you a thousand steps on how to do something. And she's so logistical, so, like, to the point. Like, and I'm just like, okay, mom, all right. And then I just laugh and I chuckle to myself. I'm like, thank you, mom. I appreciate it. Because that's just her love language. She's, like, super by the book, like, step by step. And, like, sometimes it's hard to hear that because, like, if you're in trouble or you're, like, in a tough time, you don't want somebody to tell you all the time how to fix it. You just want them to kind of hear you out. And I always tell her that. I'm like, Mom, I'm not looking for a solution. I just want you to hear me, you know. And I'll get frustrated, but I'm like, I need to be thankful. You know, I need to, I need to be thankful. And it takes the seasons of us stepping back, of us. Sometimes, I think sometimes God prevents us from moving forward because we haven't truly extracted everything we need to extract and value and love in that season. And there is a season for everything. And the Bible tells us that there is a season for everything. You are not gonna always be in the season that you're in right now. You're not gonna always be hurting. You're not gonna always be down. You will be okay eventually. You you will, you and if you are okay right now, you will be in a season where, where you're down and it's all right. It's okay. It's okay to praise God in both. And I think that's why. And I think truthfully the answer to that is always going to be changing and evolving, but truthfully, I think we write the answer to that in the way that we show God. I think we are the answer to that. I think the reason why these things happen is because of, truthfully, us. I think it's for us to experience, for us to show, 
for us to to know God's character, for us to maybe it's for something to happen. Maybe there is a purpose in some crazy things. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think really truthfully. I don't think anybody will know. I I don't think we can, and I don't think it's for us to know. But what I do know is that there's no feeling like showing God's love in every scenario. I've been in some crazy. I mean. I know we, I can, I think we could all say we've all been in some crazy scenarios probably. If we all went down the line right now, there's been times where I've been in a situation that I can't even believe to this day that I was in a situation like that. And in the middle of that situation, all I could did was there's times where I got down on the pavement in a parking lot somewhere in the middle of a crazy situation and just worshiped God. And the pavement and the concrete, it was somebody just, I'm not going to go into detail with some crazy stuff, but just worshiping God in the middle of things that I would have thought would have destroyed me. I would have thought were too crazy, too unreal that I can't believe I was watching something like this happen before my eyes. And all I could do was worship. Didn't think to ask why God was allowing it to happen, but all, but what I did think about was worship. And as I worshiped, it transformed the world around me. And I think that's what we do with our worship and all these crazy situations and scenarios that we're going to go through in life. So, um, I'm going to close this out. I want to thank everybody for sharing. Today is beautiful. I wish we had more time because this is so beautiful and empowering to me and encouraging. And I'm, I just can't tell you guys how blessed I am by our community, by, by this community, by our time together. And I hope that you are blessed and encouraged by this too. I definitely, um, speaking of encouragement, I want to encourage you to invite a friend, at least one person, like everybody just invite one person to listen in tomorrow. Um, I know it's going to be good. We got a great lineup this week. We got a great lineup for the rest of the month and, and we got some good stuff coming next month. I'm super excited for next month. It's going to be really, really great. I know that Dion has some great stuff planned. Um, and I know you guys are going to love it. It's going to help a lot of people, but I'll leave that to her to, um, you know, go into detail about that stuff. But yeah, um, you're not going to want to miss that, by the way. So I'm going to close this out in prayer, but again, thank you guys thank you everybody for being so transparent and open because it's like you might not even know it but there's somebody listening to you share about your testimony about your family or about a process that you went through and how you just had joy that just got you through it that you don't know you can't explain you just help somebody like somebody's listening right now and they might not ever come off mute but trust me you just encourage them you just help them and i'm one of them you know so thank you guys so i'm gonna close this out Father, we, we are learning constantly more about you through these good and the bad, crazy, unexplainable, all of it. And wow, Lord, you are just so worthy of praise. And I just thank you for that, Father. I thank you for this community where we can just come together, Lord. We can just heal with each other. Even, even 11 years later, I just feel so much joy when I think back, Lord. And I didn't think I could ever feel joy again that day. But thank you that to my brothers and sisters here that we can find joy together again and that we know that it's not a matter of life going on. It's a matter of life being powerful in response to huge things because it's all response to a huge God. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for your your identity or for your loving kindness for how you're with us. Brothers are everything. And you're good. You're truly, purely loved. And purely good, Lord. We just thank you for that, Father. We're we're just in awe of you. We're in absolute awe of you, of who you are, who you've always been to us. 
and that you're there, that you're here right now. I thank you for that, Father. I said you'd be with us today. I said you just go before us and give us the strength, just the energy. And Lord, give us, give us some, if we don't get breakthrough today, if we don't get the healing today, help us to smile today, Lord. Help us to just be thankful. Just remind us. Just give us each a little reminder, Lord. And, and I want to pray that specifically before I close out, Lord. For each one of us, we have one thing that we're battling, whether it's breakthrough for a loved one, whether it's a healing for us or a loved one, whether it's a job, whether it's finances. Lord, give us one, one little area to be thankful in response to that. Give us one little tiny, tiny thing that will make us smile in response to that situation that we've just been like, just butting our head against that we've been fighting against. Give us one thing to just sit back, Lord, and to just be able to rest in thankfulness in response to who you are, in response to that situation. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everybody. You're dismissed for today. Uh, thank you guys for calling in. Amen. Thank you. Have a good one. Have a good one. Day. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a blessed day.